This is Encounters, a dialogue that brings you multifaceted life stories you don't want to miss. Psychotherapy, the easiest way, I think, for people to understand is anything that's not medication. And in my experience, I believe psychotherapy, which involves a lot of times talking to another person, connecting to another person who's your therapist, I believe psychotherapy has a much longer lasting effect because it really helps us dig into ourselves and understand ourselves. Being dynamic is being able to be adaptable to our environment and having a relationship with the environment, understanding how it's impacting us, how it's motivating some of our behaviors and be conscious of it. I be think, active, right? I think, yeah, I think people sometimes go about the day without actually thinking about what they're doing or saying because it's habit. It's like robots everywhere. Right. But being able to be dynamic is being in touch with the environment, but also within ourselves, our core of who we are inside, the self-awareness, what's connect. going on. Connect. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, that's why we strive to be dynamic if that's how we understand being a dynamic person. You won the uh, Social Contributor of the Year yes, in 2018. Yes. What did you do for you to qualify that honor? That award was very much around how we are impacting change in the Chinese community. And the change that we bring, or I believe, I hope I have brought, is helping people open up to the idea that, one, there is mental health, there's this thing called mental health, and two, it's not a shameful thing to talk about. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Man Ling. Earlier this year, China released its first ever blue book on mental health, which was a review of the entire 1.4 billion population. The blue book called Report on National Mental Health Development in China suggests that many Chinese people still lack access to proper mental health services and don't even have basic knowledge of the issues. In today's program, we have Enoch Lee in the studio. Enoch is a social entrepreneur who founded her own B2B enterprise called Therapy. Over the past four years, she has worked with multinationals, governments, and startups across the Asia Pacific and Europe, advocating emotional and mental health awareness to prevent burnout, depression, suicide, and related issues. Our interview lasted an hour and a half, and in it, Enoch shared her expertise on psychological well-being, her personal stories of overcoming depression, and also her research in the psychology of adult playfulness. Our conversation started with a riot of psychological terms and definitions. Some of them may be unfamiliar to you, but in fact, they are closely related to our lives. Thank you for coming in. Your name is Enoch yes. Lee, right? Correct. And Chinese name is Lee E. Noor. Welcome to the studio and Thank it's an honor for us to have you here. Please introduce yourself briefly to our listeners first. Mm -hmm. 
I'm from Hong Kong, and I'm a social entrepreneur. I founded a company called Therapy, which is focusing on organizational consulting and helping workplaces prevent burnout.、Um, but I think more fun things about me is、uh, I like doing Chinese calligraphy. I、uh, I play basketball or try to, anyways. You don't look like somebody who play basketball. <laughs> no,、um, I haven't played for a long time. Are you good at it? I would like to think so because I can play with the guys. I need、uh, to ask your coach.、Yeah. Okay. In my free time, I like to play with jigsaw puzzles. That's how I de-stress and clear my mind because I have a bit of an OCD tentative.、Oh, jigsaw that, puzzles, rearranging things. But that's brain draining, don't you think so? No,、It's、I like getting lost to me. Oh, you! Oh my goodness!、Yeah. Hey, where are you? No, come <laughs>、yeah. back. I know that psychological health is very important, and、yeah. you are actually, despite all the、uh, titles you are having,、yeah. right on whatever responsibilities on your shoulder, you、mm. actually are preaching this to、mm. the greater society.、Mm. So, first of all,、uh, before we start your personal story, let's、mm. go into some of the、uh, terminologies、sure. and we call jargons, you、yeah. know, because if they are going to understand what we are talking about, we need to、sure. find out, you know, you know,、yeah. what does it mean.、Um, The world is different now. If we think about the upper generations, like my father or your parents, I think survival is the main sort of、uh, purpose of、yeah. life. So when you're still worried about food and shelter, there's not much depression, right, going、mm. on because it's just straightforward. You know, there you, isn't you, capacity for no, no room, no, right?、Yeah. You go out, earn the living, earn bucks,、yeah. and buy food home, and then raise your kids. But totally, the world we are living in today is different.、Mm. That's why we are faced with a lot of problems,、mm. and that's why today the interview is going to focusing on emotional and mental health.、Mm. And by doing the research, I've come up with a lot of terminologies.、Yeah. And it's your new major, I call it, because, yeah,、sure. because previously you were majored in different things, right?、Mm-hmm. Would you please explain some of the terminology for us? For、mm. example. What is emotional and mental health、no. or well-being? We call it.、No. Is it the same thing with psychological health? So I start with mental health. If we look at the definition from the World Health Organization, mental health encompasses quite a few elements, including the individual being able to function to its maximum capacity and productivity, being able to make decisions, solve problems, being able to have a healthy social relationship, and then. If you look at it, mental well-being, which actually is a more subjective sense of do I feel well, do I feel mentally healthy, right? Because especially Western medicine, they classify mental health in different disorders or absence of illnesses, right? So one way of looking at mental health is the absence of these illnesses, but also am I fully functioning? But fully functioning is a very subjective thing. So how do I feel well or not is really subjective. Whereas mental health is probably a more objective way of okay, these are the elements to think about. Now, mental health itself includes emotional health, right? And why is emotion so important to us is because unless we actually know how we feel, we don't know what's going on with us. Then we can't really be aware of are we well or not. And I think emotions. Some people will also equate it with our mood, right? Emotions is more a snapshot of how we're feeling at the moment, whereas a mood is a longer term. For example, two or three weeks consecutively, we're in that same emotion. That becomes a mood, and then psychologically, when we say, "Well, is this a mental disorder?" For example, in depression, we say, "Well, for two consecutive weeks, we feel this kind of low mood. We feel lethargic. We feel melancholy, and a lot of other symptoms." Then that becomes what we call the psychological or mental disorder. So psychological health is the broader sense. Yes, 
the yes. whole thing. Yes. And yes. in it, we have mental health yes. and defined by professionals, maybe, yes. right? Yes. But mental well-being is self-feeling, right? How Correct. you feel about yourself. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And they are all in the same sort of bracket. Yes. And okay. you can see it as a spectrum, right? You've got the unwell mm-hmm. when we are ill and we need professional support. Because we're not healthy. Doctor, we're not healthy. It's yes. like having a cold. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then you have also, well, I'm okay today. For example, physically, we're okay. We do our best. We're still coming to work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you also have times where you feel super good in your body. Right? That's You're well-being. Fit, right? yeah. oh, and then that's so well mentally off. it's the same, right? Yeah. That's well off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. Rich. It's a privilege. <laughs> it's a privilege. But yeah. it's so rare, right? Mm. It's nowadays. Okay. And then you studied, actually, psychodynamics. Yes. Something even quite new to me. Mm-hmm. I have heard of it, but never really go deeper into it. Yeah. Would you please explain what is psychodynamics? Sure. So when I study psychodynamics, it is in the context of organizational psychology. And what that means is we're studying organizations, companies, and companies are made up of an aggregate of individuals, obviously. Yeah. And every individual has their emotions. Some of them we are aware of, some of them we are not, some of them are conscious, some of it is unconscious. Some people never talk. Some people never talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why they say ignorance is bliss, because sometimes knowing too much isn't a good idea. Yes. But if you think about the aggregate of all these individuals in an organization, how these emotions actually impact upon the behavior that we see in a team. A collective sort of impact? Collective behavior, or even if you think about a team meeting, why do some people talk more? Why do some people stay in their phones? What kind of leaders we have? So this is all part of organizational development, leadership development. Why do companies make some of the decisions they make? Or how do individuals actually influence these collective decisions? Can individuals in this group, I mean, in the community, put them into a big pool? Yeah. Can they avoid being influenced? It would be very difficult if we look at it from a perspective of a psychoanalytic slash psychodynamic approach. And that's what we call psychodynamics. It's influenced by psychoanalysis, which starts from, I think the most well-known is Sigmund Freud, uh, the psychoanalyst. Yeah. And he talks a lot about our unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And the unco- and subconsciousness. And subconscious. So the conscious mind are the behaviors, the thoughts and feelings that we that are we aware really, of. Yeah. Subconscious is the memories that we may easily pick on, experiences. It may not be conscious all the time. but Without you, knowing it ourselves. Uh, we know about the subconscious is the unconscious that we don't know about. Ah, okay. Yes. Unconsciously. Yes. So subconscious is kind of like the car park. Okay. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we park yeah. the car there for a while. And when we need the car, we go to the car park. Mm-hmm. Um, the unconscious is almost like the car park itself, because it houses a lot of those memories and our values. And you don't know where it is. And I have problems looking for my <laughs> car all no the time. I have where to park. <laughs> no. And then although the parking lot is yeah. right over there, yeah. and you don't know. Yeah. Right. And you keep trying to beep where your yeah, car yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So the unconscious mind houses the values that we have. The values as in we you op- mean the unconscious part? Yes. So that's, really, we have our biases in there. So when I see, for example, biases like if I've been bitten by a dog before, mm-hmm. every time I see a dog, I think it's going to bite me. Oh. Right. That's it. Unconscious irrational fear. Oh, okay. Yeah. No reason. Sometimes no, you think. Sometimes no reason. Yeah. Wow. And it, okay. it builds up over time and throughout childhood, through things people have said to us, we may not even be aware of. And it also houses our fears. It houses our a lot of things that we don't know yet. Or the bags we are carrying, you know, especially when you're, how to say, 
、uh, your boyfriend left you when、yes. you were very little, right? Yes. <laughs> And you dare dare not to marry again, right? Yes. Things like that. Oh, that's interesting. But is it where psychologists or consultants come in to help you to dig them out? I think it is a new way of looking into organizations because we're very used to the way of let's just focus on the behaviors and what individuals, we can see, right? Individuals, but now it's organizations and, and groups and teams. Which one is more important to analyze? I'm mean, into the individual behaviors or the organization. No, I think each organization or institution has、yeah. an identity, a character. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, personality things like that. Yeah. So this is the field you're studying. That is the field I'm studying, and also I think the difference is we're studying also how does the individual unconscious affect the group unconscious. So go back to the question I asked at the very beginning: Can、yeah. an individual be impacted by the group yes. behaviors? Yes, for no, sure. No way to escape.、Right? Very hard. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> Unless you cannot feel. Oh, you're not sentient being,、no. right? And that's why it's dynamic because it's moving all the time. Ah. Right. Because the easiest way to think about it is when an individual enters a group, how much do they want to feel they belong in it? And how much of the individual they want to give up for the group? That's why we all need to contribute positively to the group. I hope so. Right? Yes. Yes. From this theory,、yeah. if we cannot escape,、yeah. we want to make things better, right, for us. Yes, and we want to do it in a way where we are able to open up maybe the unconscious. Even sometimes it may be some emotions are not so pleasant to feel, but if we think about it, let's offer it as a gift to the group. I'm feeling a bit of anger. Maybe the whole group is feeling angry, and then if we can identify it,、ah. then we can work on what the actual issue is. The challenge sometimes is people they don't talk about these things, mitigate the right, anger, or they suppress it. Ah、uh-huh. ha!、Right, and because we all need to pretend we're getting along and smiling, is it because? And then the issue just keeps boiling up. Interesting. But sometimes being dynamic means being energetic,、mm. right,、mm. and full of vitality.、Yeah. It's a good merit for everyone. If once you are defined, hey, you know, Enoch is a dynamic person. Yeah. So it becomes something, a kind of a target or aim people want to be, something desirable、mm. to have.、Mm. So my question is, why do we need to be dynamic? It's quite tiring, you know. <laughs> Yeah, this is tiring, and also this is、yeah. the last straw. Maybe、yeah. if I'm not a dynamic person, why should I be striving to be dynamic? Yeah, and we talk about depression, right? Psychological、yeah. health. Is、yeah. it because you know we try to be someone that we are not?、Mm. Then it's like weigh ourselves down. So the question is, why should everyone、yeah. be dynamic? I understand it in terms of individual being dynamic is. Being able to be adaptable to our environment and having a relationship with the environment, understanding how it's impacting us, how it's motivating some of our behaviors, and be conscious of it. I be think, active, right? I think, yeah. I think people sometimes go about the day without actually thinking about what they're doing or saying because it's habit. It's like robots everywhere, right? But being able to be dynamic is being in touch with the environment, but also within ourselves, our core. Of who we are inside, the self-awareness, what's going on, connect. Yeah, and、mm. for me, I'm like that's why we strive to be dynamic. If that's how we understand being a dynamic person.、Right? But don't you think the social media platforms and all the、uh, internet technologies are making us more sort of robotic? We follow, yeah, yeah, and including, you know, just if you don't follow, you. You don't have the sense of belonging anymore. No, the、don't. TikTok, you know, can keep people、uh, hours, 
I have never played. No, no. I'm too much of a dinosaur for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're dynamic enough. Yeah, that's why you're here talking, right? <laughs> I would like to think I'm a little bit more enlightened. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we need to be dynamic mm. in order to connect with the uh, surroundings, yeah. with the rest of the world, and with ourselves. With ourselves. Yeah. If without this connection, what will happen? I think we lose our souls. We lose ourselves. We become living, not really living. Exactly. Right? No meaning of life. No at meaning all. of life. No hope. Thank you so much. The next thing is psychotherapy.、Mm. We have heard this,、um, you know, for quite several decades already,、mm-hmm. right? And then you kind of、uh, developed it into not not really because、uh, Western countries already、yeah. have play therapy for、Correct. kids or whatever. Yeah. But you are introducing this to adults. Yes. Yeah. Tell us what is psychotherapy,、mm. and is play therapy one of the many?、Mm. So psychotherapy, the easiest way, I think, for people to understand is anything that's not medication. Ah,、uh, other than taking, you know, pills.、Oh, pills, right? Pills is medication. No yeah. good.、Um, I wouldn't say it's no good. It helps some people. <laughs>、um, I can't no, say that. No, no, no.、Yeah. Um, I have to correct myself. It's not no good. But it has side effects.、Pills. It has side effects.、Yeah. Yes, and in my experience, I believe psychotherapy, which involves a lot of times talking to another person, connecting to another person who's your therapist, whereas play therapy is one of the methods of that so quote unquote talking and communicating. I believe psychotherapy has a much longer lasting. Effect because it really helps us dig into ourselves and understand ourselves. To your knowledge, so far, how many kind of such therapy methods are out there already?、Um, so there's a lot of things, other areas of therapy I don't completely understand that involves energy work, body work,、um, oh, so work Reiki,、out. chakra, gymnastics, or something like that. And then the bits that I know are also. Even in psychotherapy, even if you see a therapist, they do different methods. Some of them are cognitive behavior therapies, yeah, yeah. which is very much around behavior, thoughts, and feelings. You've got now influence of mindfulness.、Mm-hmm. Um, play、yeah. therapy is one of them. You've got drama, arts, dance.、Um, I argue it's all part of play, but the art、yeah. therapists don't want to hear I, that. <laughs> I love arts and、uh, yeah. dancing things. Right, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So even literature, reading, literature, reading, right? Everything, right? Can it, we? It in, could be therapy. Can we invent our own therapy? For sure. Yeah, yeah. When、okay. I went through it, I was encouraged to write, and writing is the way I release. So writing is a way we call it therapy as well. Some people write, they journal. I'm on your side, and they process. Okay, this is the therapy thing, and we talk about stress management.、Yeah. Mm. Is it a personal thing, or it's company's sort of duty,、mm. something the big boss should be thinking of?、Yeah. I think it's both. both. I think. Globally, there's been a trend where employers are being asked to take up more responsibility for their employees' mental health. I think it's a good thing, and also there's a whole economic argument of if your employees are healthy and productive, it helps your bottom line. It also saves a lot of the insurance costs. So, because when an employee is ill, like a cold, or you know, they will have to miss work, so there's people absent, which is a cost, or even if they're present, they're not productive, which is called presenteeism. And then there's also the medical cost, the productivity cost, and also turnover. When people get super stressed out, they want to leave. So the attrition rate is also influenced. So, so it's a, mutually effective.、Mm. I think so. And then I think employees also need to have a responsibility for their own health. I don't think they completely depend on the employers. So as a management, yeah, if I can tell that someone who has a very good potential for this job.、Mm. 
has a little bit mental thing needs to be taken care of. As a management, do you think I should hire him or her? I think this is where the organizational piece is very important. If the organization cannot support in terms of a structure, for example, can this person take extra leave? Can this person work flexibly from home if they need to? Then it may be actually very hard for this person to fit into the culture of the organization. However, that's not to say, well, as a manager, because if I was that manager, I'd be quite adventurous. Maybe I can pioneer setting up this support system in the organization and hire this person in. Now, this is also a generalization because I don't know what realities this person is the dealing with. The line is very difficult yeah. to draw. Like, does he already see a doctor? Does he or she have support already? If they're open to it, I would have the conversation with them. Maybe ask an expert. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But can this constitute a discrimination? Yes. Dangerous. Yes. Right. And on the individual side, I'm a completely healthy person. I want a job in this radio. But then I can tell the radio, just take an example, Mm. or the institution is not really taking care of its employees in, you know, mental sort of uh, in a mental health way. Shall I consider not going or still, you know, think? Not saying it. Yeah. Uh, This is a real issue that... uh, There is a global conversation about this because it speaks to diversity and inclusion and it speaks to discrimination. Uh, The International Labour Organization, for example, is really promoting the inclusiveness of disability. And the focus at the moment is physical disability. And we're talking about, well, what about mental disabilities? What about those people who've had mental health issues, recovered and come back? Will they be looked upon differently? They deserve chances. Will they have chances? Or even like you say, do I feel safe enough to disclose to my future employer that I have this reality? Would that affect my hiring opportunities? And I personally do not quite like the term disability because it it denotes that, you know, we're not able. And I think the very... The correct term is psychosocial differences. Psychosocial differences. Yes. Which also I'm like, okay, it it (laughs) embellishes the issue as well. That's why I ask you to talk about (laughs) all these jargons. (laughs) Too complicated. But but we know what we are talking about, right? All right. So it's um, two sides sort of Mm. thing. You choose me, I choose you. And there should be laws and regulations out there to prevent people from discriminating against each other. And then you have won quite many awards, mm-hmm. and uh, among them, two caught my attention. Mm-hmm. One is the IPWS Award. It's um, International Professional Women's Society on the Chinese mainland. The Chinese right? mainland, yeah. When was that established? I think it must have been How could, 10 plus years. 10 years? 10 plus years, I believe. And who organized it? I mean, sponsored it. So I think it started It's a off, government and non-government? It's you know? non-governmental. It started off with a group of professional women in Shanghai who believe that women need more opportunities. Um, I think it has a lot to do with women leadership as well. And so they started off, I think it started off with a group of expatriates, I think, and now they're support from, corporates. From, from overseas. Probably, yeah, yes. Like yeah. you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Always start from... You know, the uh, outer ring and then coming in, right, to influence the uh, greater population. Very Mm. good one. And you won the uh, Social Contributor of the Year. Yes, in 2018. What did you do for you to qualify that honor? That award was very much around how we are impacting change in the Chinese community. And the change that we bring, or I believe, I hope I have brought, is helping people open up to the idea that, one, there is mental health, 
first, this thing called mental health. And two, it's not a shameful thing to talk about. Yes, this leads to another award mm -hmm. given to you mm -hmm. by Mind Hong Kong. Yes. And the award is Speak Out Award. Mm -hmm. Are you the example for many others who are brave enough mm. to talk about your own issues. Feel a bit of pressure being a being a role model. <laughs> uh, but, but you are. I think so. Because I think in the times when I started writing and talking about mental health, this was 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, you can imagine in a nation society, it's even more closed up than now in these issues. And it's not just China, it's globally. The conversation about mental health really started to boom in the last two to three years. So speak out award. Yes. Thank you so much. So let's speak out. Okay. <laughs> um, it takes great courage mm. to talk about ourselves mm. sometimes. It's not easy for people, especially Asian people, to speak out about mental illness. Most of us are considered conservative and less likely to seek treatment for mental problems because of a fear of potential discrimination and social stigma. Enoch is brave. Ten years ago, depression forced her out of her successful banking career. While struggling with the illness, she started writing blogs and later developed a unique approach to reduce burnout and mental health issues. In the next episode, Enoch tells how she came back from the edge by reconnecting with playfulness. And that's the end of our show. I'm Manling. Thank you for joining me. Be sure to visit chinaplus.cri.cn and look for Encounters, where you will find other episodes of the show along with Manling's journals, which offers writings about our interviews. <laughs> 